Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, welcome to the Cult of the Collective Commentary, featuring Dave A.C. The Sixth Doctor, Randall Four. Good evening, everybody. If we could have silence in the operating theatre. Our chief surgeon, Mr. Dave AC, is joining us for another commentary. Yes, just let me, uh, I'm just nudging my glass with my elbows. Don't worry, it's difficult to drink a glass of wine without touching the glass. Yes, yes, yes. I, I am allowed to bring uh, wine in here, aren't I? Yes, 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 that's, that's perfectly all right. Uh, our orderly over here, he's very orderly, hey, Mr. Randall Thor. Hello, Mike. Hello, I'm trying not to be the cancer here, but we'll <laughs> see how that goes. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I, I hope that is wine in your glass. It looks awfully red. Um, <laughs> but yes, well, we get down and uh, get our hands into this corpse of a show while it's still got oh. a bit of warmth in it. That's that's too many tumorous jokes, that. <sighs> well, uh, life on Mars is down to its last breath. And we're here to see if we can save it. Or is it a hopeless case? But we'll hope we hope you'll join us in this operation tonight. Gentlemen, are we scrubbed in? Scaffold ready. Ready to go. Alright. I'll make our opening incision in five, four, three, two, one, play. Previously Ooh. on. Yes. Ooh. I just love the way it opens. Do you want to know where I bloody come from? <laughs> and so uh, I missed my chance to say, and so do I. After he <laughs> said, you know the rules. Ba -ba -ba -bum. Elevator. Interesting. All I'm saying. Huh. Mm. Oh. Oh, Jimmy Savile. Jimmy Savile, of course, DJ, long time running DJ. He only just died, actually. Yeah. Well, late last year, 29th yeah. of October, died. Yeah. Jim will fix it. Interesting that you say that there, Ian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Fix it for me, Jimmy. <laughs> it's almost like I've seen this. Boom. 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 I want me, mummy. <laughs> mm. 
Mr. Morgan. Yeah, we've got the best team here. Yes. Ian, Mike, and myself. <laughs> and we're all drinking. Well, you two are. Well, you're probably <laughs> drinking water, but hey. <laughs> it's it's medicinal, mine. Medicinal. Yes. Oh, a radio with a dial on it. There you go. <laughs> a dial. <laughs> we don't say dial in this operating theater. <laughs> dial. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. That was said before. Yes. Oh. And now that he's realized that, he's in my car. <laughs> the last time we get to see this. Yes. Um. I can get home. Hey, it's the last time we get to sing along with it. Oh, Do, 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 do. Yeah, I've still got it on my phone. It's still my dial tone, so I'm <laughs> all right. Uh. <laughs> oh. Dorothy. Dorothy, again. <laughs> I'm tempted to just say the heck with the cast in this one and just watch it because it's the last one. <laughs> oh, look at the two of them in the back. Did it, did it. Oh, here we go. Kind of washing. Oh, she smiles, Mrs. <laughs> Oh, look at the cars. Hide, hide some anvil still on the on the poster there. And there's <laughs> that thing you kept thinking with the gas thing. You kept thought it was yeah. it was CGI'd in. Meaning this is the same area that if you look at on look at it on Google Maps, you'll see a, yes. a message. Uh, yes, a message. Oh. And you am uh, National Union of Mine Workers. Ah. 
Well, going off the fact that the Wikipedia pages and the IMDb pages come up so quickly for me, we've already mentioned, I've already mentioned the writer for this episode, Matthew Graham. Of course, Fear Her and The Almost People, Rebel Flesh, two-parter on Doctor Who. And S.J. Clarkson directed this episode, so returning duo there. Yep. Which is, uh, I mean, expected for find somebody who knows something it's sort of round up the usual suspects isn't it? Not really. that's what he means looks like he's got ketchup in him <laughs> but I don't see a sandwich in Gene's hand so you know Of course, this was the guy that was on the phone that uh, Sam was talking to. Yes. We like Gene. Conspiratorial. Hush, hush. And of course, that's Ralph Brown, as we discussed last week, playing Frank Morgan and quite beautifully playing him as well. Cancer cuts him out. Mm. Scrub up, guys. We're going in. Yep. Ooh. Nice echoey music. I like that. Ooh. If I pulled in again. <laughs> yes. None of you two are real. No, that can't be right. Neither of you two are real. <laughs> yes, but which one of us is the cancer? <laughs> <laughs> or the bad tooth, as it were. <clears throat> Oof, don't want to mention teeth. <laughs> A series of things I've done. Another 500 quid. That's $800 on bloody dentist work. Mm. So Dave's feeling a bit down on the mouth. Yeah. That was a toothless joke. <laughs> oh, Bruce Forsyth. Nice to see sir. you. See you. Nice. Yeah, Bruce Forsyth. Now Sir Bruce Forsyth. Still alive, to... of course. He's 84 now. Yeah, isn't he to uh, the, the British uh, Dancing with the Stars? Strictly uh, Come Dancing. Strictly yeah, dancing. the British version, yeah. 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 Uh, Didn't he do well? Didn't he do well? Anyone see a cuddly toy anywhere? I still watch the Generation game. Love that. Oh, show. yeah. Cuddly toy. Cuddly toy. Yeah. Mm. 
that doesn't sound right. Interrogating minors. minors. <laughs> You've got to wait till at least 18. <laughs> uh, it's a game of frustration, yeah. I believe in America it's called Trouble. Oh, okay. It's the same game as called Trouble in America. You, 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 you have one of those popomatics in the middle. Yeah, the popomatic bubble. Yeah. And when you land on somebody, they have to go back to the beginning again, yeah. making it frustrating for them. Yeah. Well, over here, it's uh, what is it? You get a lot of trouble with the popomatic bubble. Trouble, ah. trouble. I'll give you trouble. <sighs> Sometimes called headache as well in some countries. Talk about frustration. <clears throat> Meanwhile, back in Ian's brain. <laughs> Can we just pull? Well, uh... I'd like to get me an egg over before I leave. <laughs> you broke the magic moment. Yes, I did. Of course yeah. I did. Oh. And that's Jack Deem there playing Donald Sykes. Most recently, we'll have seen him in Shameless, playing huh? Marty Fisher. Oh. Playing the uh, Gov's Muscle. Yeah. Uh, plus, he's also been in Unforgiven, Heartbeat, Clocking Off, Coronation Street. Plenty of stuff. Good character actor. Uh, that uh, light swinging like that reminded me of Callum. Did you? Uh, oh, Yes. Up? Uh, Callum, it was Callum, wasn't it? Callum, yeah. Uh, he went on to do an American TV series as well. The, uh, the what was that called? A Protector or something? Uh, no, it was, uh, uh, oh, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Uh, Where's Ed a long coat? Yeah, Edward Woodward. Yeah, Edward Woodward. Uh, the Wood Equalizer. Equalizer, yeah. yeah. But he, he was known for doing Callum. Yeah. And that was that slink swinging like, oh, oh, Ray, I'm going to the dentist tomorrow. Do you have to? <laughs> also, for the looks of things, uh, he looks like he might be a casualty. Now, he he has it hurt. Casualty Sorry. in three, uh, three different parts. So, uh, casualty finally yes. for the our first yeah. reference. Yes. That, man, that man thinks that hurts. I have to pay three hundred dollars to have that done to me. Yeah, Gene, I'll do it for nothing. <laughs> Oh. You're in safe hands. Yes. I've only had half a bottle of wine, you quite yeah. say. It's the only thing that steadies them, to be honest. <laughs> Sam.
Oh, yeah. You done the place up. <laughs> you came all this way just to say that. <laughs> There's an interesting thing, though, that they've uh, that there's this been this you know love interest type thing between the two of them, not overdone, which is nice. And now we've got this nice little moment, which I'm going to talk all over the top of, and probably drool. I'm behaving. <laughs> Good. We're at 14 minutes and 42 seconds. Ooh. <laughs> hey, big your pudding. <laughs> Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Ian, your heart's racing. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> he will soon. Yeah. Just did a different show. <laughs> I think he was playing doctors and nurses. I <laughs> know <laughs> I do. Lovely moment. It's got all weird again. <laughs> That's why I found it so hard when Johnson played the master so maniacal. Mm. I, I felt he's such a sensitive sort of yeah. portrayal before. Ooh, try it. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> it's an innocent remark. We well, hope you're watching this moment with us. Well, that is ruining it. Doesn't happen often. Three once more, Sam. Well, this, this this whole thing's just played beautifully by the both of them. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, I mean, really, most, most of it's all in the eyes, which is just absolutely. And behind the eyes. Yeah. Well, I mean, when, when he's saying, like, I can't stay here, you can see what he's talking about, just in the expression in his face. Mm. 
and her tour meant that she wants to stay, but she was not going to stay on those terms. Right. Suddenly. Yes. Now, here's an interesting little factoid for everybody. Let my heart calm down a bit first. (laughs) We had talked about the test card curl before, and I hadn't realized this, but Series 2, we have a whole new test card girl. Played by Harriet Rogers. Uh, She's been in... uh, Guilty Hearts and uh, Sirius Caruso. Right. Well, I suppose there's a was there a year or so between the two. I suppose the, the girl had grown up a little bit. They, I think they actually used. A, I think she's a, a little younger, but uh, it was played by uh, Rafaela Hutchinson uh, in the prior series, which of course we had talked about. But yes, Harriet Rogers uh, taking on the role. Right. Well, the first episode was 9th of January 2006. Well, that was when it went out. It was recorded, obviously, before that. So there's like 15, 18 months between the two. Right. From the beginning to the end. Could be a lot of... uh, She could have grown quite a lot, you know, or just not been available. They like like putting these people in corners. You remember we had that bloke sat in an air vent in the corner before? Yeah. There's his tape recorder again. Read <laughs> him. <laughs> it's been long <laughs> long. Typewriter. Interesting little uh, thing. I don't know whether we talked about this in series one, but I think she stopped making typewriters now. Huh? Yeah. Stop making typewriters. There was a story about it, I think, uh, sometime last year, about the last typewriter rolling off the assembly line. You, could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be wrong. You mi- Kingsley Amos. <laughs> yeah, you, you missed his magazine. <laughs> yes. No, no, I saw it earlier. I was just being a good boy. Of course, our English lit guy in the room will tell us that he, uh, Kingsley Amos wrote Lucky Jim. That was the main novel people will know him for. What's he do with that woman's body? <laughs> uh, yeah, Kingsley Miss a lucky Jim, and that's another Sir Kingsley. So we have we've had Sir Jimmy Savile, Sir Kingsley Amy, Amis, and we've had Sir Bruce Forsyth. That's three sirs in here. Yeah. Handicap. <laughs> Handicap was a comic strip, of course, here in the UK. Uh, cartoonist Reg Smythe uh, was the, the it was in the Daily Mirror and Sunday Mirror. And, and, the, and the funny thing is, is it's actually kind of popular over here. Is it? It's odd. There was yeah, a, I've seen the comic. Yeah, and the, you can get Andy. They got Andy caps like uh, uh, like these chips. Well, it's uh, like a potato chip type thing, but they're done in the shape of like for, like a French fry type chip. It's just one of those odd little things where Andy Cap plays well here. It's odd. I think they even made a uh, a cartoon on it, and I think it was an American one. 
I think I remember that, actually. It was just an odd thing. It's like, really? Of course, some people thought, you know, he's sort of a bit of a stereotype, the pigeon-loving northern layabout who just drinks beer. Mm. Uh, There's a bronze statue of him in uh, Hartlepool, I think. His hobbies include pigeon racing, darts, snooker, football. And then, of course, playing uh, Leslie Jones is uh, Sean Gilder, who uh, most recently uh, in the TV movie Treasure Island, playing Black Dog. He's been in The Shadow Line. Which, that Treasure Island movie, didn't that also feature oh. Simon Glister? Now, now look, guys. I might have not, but... I, it you know, may have. There, there was something recently that they were both yes. together again in. Look. Last episode of two series, it's the first time it's rained in Manchester. Don't you think that's brilliant? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you're right. Uh, Philip Glenister's in, in that uh, as well. Yeah. Treasure Island uh, with Ed Azard, Rupert Henry Jones. Daniel Mays is in there too. Interesting. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. And David Harewood is I... in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've just noticed that I have viewing figures for this episode. Dave hasn't mentioned. <laughs> viewing awesome. figures for this episode. This episode aired originally, it got 7 million viewers, 28% audience share, and it was even going up against the UEFA Champions League over on ITV. So oh, 28% excellent. audience share for the final episode. There you go. Oh, look at the acronym there. Oh, Mars. Do you Indeed. remember those? Do you remember those things? Those strips you could get, yeah, oh, like yeah. a rotating wheel, yeah, and yeah. you'd stamp out the letters. Dymo. You can, yeah. Now, now it's uh, now they do little. It's basically a little printer um, that that prints it out on on uh, sticky tape. Meanwhile, well, Sam is hearing drums. <laughs> and just another <laughs> note about maniacal um, <laughs> about uh, Sean Gilder. He was in Doctor Who, playing the Sycorax leader in the Christmas Invasion. <laughs> yes, that's the gentleman playing Leslie Johns. Sam's Doctor Who. The cross purposes. Ooh. And he's thinking, I can't use his evidence if he's a nutter. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> yeah, Sam Beckett tried telling people that and they never believed him. Yeah. Ah. Now you're going balmy. <laughs> uh-huh. We have real life in hard, you know. <laughs> Ooh. This is the part of the episode where the entire thing starts just going <laughs> unraveling. Yeah. Just start spinning in circles, going, "What the hell?" <laughs> It's like, what's going on here? 
because you fully expected you know the the two of them to be loaded and it start to you know but no it just gets yeah you've just sold out gene for nothing yeah. <laughs> i've been trying to think where that church is One day, I will come back. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Ah. Oh, classic case of denial. Yes. Oh. Oh, my. Interesting note about that name, Sam Williams. That was the original name of the character, uh-huh. Sam Tyler, back when the show was in the, in the planning stages. Uh, Matthew Graham had the, the name, the idea of the name Sam Tyler as the name, but then it was kind of normal sounding. It didn't sound remarkable. And so his daughter came up with the name, the last name Tyler because of a certain Rose Tyler and Jackie Tyler from another ser- series. <laughs> Doctor Who. Oh. So yes, mm-hmm. Sam Tyler from the Tyler from Doctor Who. <laughs> now, the the na- the years, the the death years, and those are interesting. 1862. Well, a, a century at least before. Wibbly wobbly, tiny one. 1870. <laughs> Hearing voices. <laughs> oh dear. That's us three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quick, mop my brow. (laughs) (laughs) And then... Oh, my God. Here Sam Tyler. 1881. Now now Sam's going to start going on about the drums. (laughs) (laughs) The drums! I hear the drums! What exactly is that out there? This time it wasn't me, it was... (laughs) 
Like. <laughs> Don't ruin the operation. <laughs> Yeah, I think we need a, a bit more uh, seven percent solution, please, Mike. In that drip, <laughs> uh, I'm drinking fourteen percent solution. It means I must be twice as good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> What's it looking for? What's it? Oh, definitely getting creepy. Frank Morgan. Things are just getting way too complicated now. Sam's mind just broke. <laughs> I think mine did. <laughs> you should have stayed with Ali last night. Yeah. Strange voice. Love that little music mm -hmm. sting in the. Dum, dum, dum. Mm. Of course, original music in Life on Mars is by Edmund Butt. Does a lovely job of, of some of these little signatures. He, retur he returned for Ashes to Ashes. Probably go for a drink down the railway arms. Yeah. Pub. <laughs> mm. Mm. Oh, Sorry, dear. folks, we are watching. Yeah. Uh, 32 minutes now. Stay out of my head. <laughs> I was about to say, hey, it's time for a time check. Basically because we're having trouble coming up with things to say because, wow. Mm. And, and for this, you know, like six minute section that we've had, we've completely sidestepped the story really into this weird little side alley. Dilemma, isn't it? So he's in the to believe where to turn. Yeah. He got it so clear cut. Bring Gene Hunt down. He goes home. Yeah. Mm. Oof. Uh, yeah, the blank's still going to go down. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the new slim ones. Yep. <laughs> Channel 4? Oh, so it was on BBC 2. <laughs> oh, sorry. What's all this fancy new technology here? <laughs> 
Yeah, I think we'll have to close him up in the operating theatre. It's up to him now. Yeah, not more we can do here. Drink to a job well done. I'll drink to that. Mm. Meanwhile, at the pub. At the yeah. pub. Mm. There you go. To the go. Yeah, they all drink of that. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> Which that right there paraphrases the show's titular song, Life on Mars. Yeah. A couple of lyrics, but her friend is nowhere to be seen, so she walks through a sunken dream. Lyrics from David Bowie's Life on Mars. Excellent. Oh, the way back home. Of course, we're going to go the full hour on this one because there's no next week at the end, so. <laughs> You're talking to the radio. <laughs> Shipping forecast. Okay, I'm thinking of a different. Never mind. <laughs> Shipping. But what was the shipping forecast, Dave? Oh, it was, it was the thing they did half five in the morning, every morning, saying, you know, uh, what the wind speed was at around Fastnet and all the different parts. All the different parts of the British coast had different, uh, you know, Dogger Bank and all the different uh, areas of the uh, seas around the coast for the shipping forecast. A firm fixture on the, uh, the BBC. I think it was on the BBC World Service, that. I mean, they have a similar thing here on the, on the news at, at, at night, too, because we are uh, uh, a coastal area. They always have, you know, the sea conditions. I mean, mainly for for, um, for people going out fishing and just, you know, general boating because it's such a boating area. But, yeah, it's same thing, you know. Oh. Uh... Oh. 
hasn't he? She's twice been disappointed by him. Not for money. Tell it's him. a whistleblower. Tell him. Oh, he's going to thump him. It's all coming out wrong. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Yes, this is a commentary, but uh, just imagine us talking. <laughs> They've got better lines than us. Yeah. Chris, tough man. <laughs> oh, you're disappointed. Oh. Well done, love. So real. Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, I always thought she was a slapper. That was a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> you could feel that. Yeah, we went for that one. So where's this then, Dave? I'm not sure where the central station you can't just quite read it, can you, there? Fairfield, is it like Fairfield Street Depot? Oh, uh, yeah. there we go, Fairfield Street. God, my eyes are a lot better than I thought. <laughs> hey, on the on the hide line, there is a fair there is a Fairfield station, but that's it's not like that because it doesn't have a central island like that one has. Right. And the security clerk there being played by Philip Lightfoot. It's been in Strictly Confidential, Waterloo Road, Emmerdale, Heartbeat. It actually looks like Platform 14 at Manchester Piccadilly, because that's one of the through platforms. I think it is. It's, I think it's Platform 14 at Piccadilly Station. 
Uh, most of the trains terminus at Piccadilly because there's two the stations. There's Victoria to the north, uh, and there's the Piccadilly oh, one. Boy. Sorry, that's a. Hmm. So it's a nice skirt. Sorry. <laughs> We don't see many of those diesels now. They're nearly all electric. Mm. Have you got Annie back in uniform again, Ian? Yes, yes. Very nice. Yes, I will. <laughs> Reminds me of the last train. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Oh. Sorry, folks, oh. but uh, yeah, yeah it just seems oh. kind oh. of wrong. It's radio. Oh. Uh, Sam, you oh. look what you did. Oh. It's all falling apart. Oh, <laughs> oh dear me. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> For crying out loud, put yourself together. Bridge 41, I bet you get a lot. Oh. That must have been a bit of an expensive filming there. Shut down an entire train track. It's probably one of the closed lines. Mm. Uh, don't change your tune again. You've already told. Yeah. Ooh. That makes you as cold a bastard as him. If you excuse my French. <laughs> uh. 
Oh, <laughs> Don't want to be a policeman oh. anymore. Oh, jeez. Oh. oh. We never expected this. Is Blake 7 all over again? Yeah. Suddenly, it's the light at the end of the tunnel. Ugh. And there's the soundbite that we heard from the phone last week. And earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. And here we go. And he's calling you. He wakes up in a space station orbiting Mars. Oh, no, hang on. <laughs> What's his first words? Somehow it feels different this time. <laughs> it was the end, but the moment was prepared for. <laughs> oh. Frank uh, Morgan. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah bastard. <laughs> 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 uh, don't believe that guff it's still bloody ground oh he just plays that lovely doesn't he <laughs> mm-hmm. and what, the thing is what's so marvelous I'm disoriented never mind buddy Sam are you not Oh, yeah. Well, this looks wrong. Notice (laughs) the number on the door. Hyde Ward 612. Excellent. (laughs) And carrying on our Wizard of Oz theme. Yes. Oh, let's see if I I can't pronounce this guy's name. Please do, because I'm not looking forward to my (laughs) Uh, my job at the end of the episode. (laughs) Oh, it's a a Hawaiian name, and I'm really bad at pronouncing these. Israel Kamikowiiwu. Kamaka Weewoo. If Darth were here, he could <laughs> announce that, it. Yeah, and that tower in the background is called the Hilton Tower, Ian. Uh-huh. These quizzes that people say it's Forgotten that other silly name you gave it. <laughs> oh, look. The, mo- the opening monologue. Yes. Huh? Or at least a version of it. Uh-huh. Oh, now, doesn't Manchester look all spick and spam? Yes, it does. I'm completely mixed up here. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if anyone will ever listen to this. Hmm. Well, here we are. What Sam was wanting all along, he's back in the present. Yes. Just the circumstances are, well. Hmm. 
modern TV in the background. I'm waiting to see if, they, if Sam says the name. Because it's, I don't know if Sam mentions the name there, but it's 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 impl- it's stated in the first episode of Ashes to Ashes that the officer conducting that investigation is Alex Drake. Right. Which I wonder if, I mean, was this their intention going into this, that they would do Ashes to Ashes? or? I think they must have been formulating it during Series 2, because... Uh... Oh, there's a this nice, nice, nice setup there. They got a picture of uh, of uh, John Sim there on the on the windowsill, looking a little bit younger. And that's uh, Judy Jones playing Ruth Tyler. Now I wonder how this shot when he saw his mum was a young twenty odd year old. Yeah. This is the last thing I actually have listed for her as an appearance. Uh, but she's been Carnation Street, Emmerdale, Heartbeat. This is modern policing. Looks a bit boring to me. (laughs) The same thing. The same thing with the very first episode is the first twenty minutes or so were Sam starting a case in modern times, and it was all by the book and like this, and it was all boring compared to the seventies. And here we are again, just comparing the two, Mm -hmm. the two times. This is. The the interesting thing I find about it is the um the color. Mm, yeah, it's all shades of gray and black. Yes, everything's very very cold looking. Uh, in the way they've got this lit, everything's everybody's so incredibly like faceless. Really, you scan around there, not really picking up on anybody or anything. Oh, could you see? <laughs> Didn't even feel it. Didn't feel it, no. Oh, hey, look what song is starting. Ooh. Missed this song, actually. Mm. Remember the, the end of the first episode? Yes. Hmm. And he convinces him not to jump. You can probably see my house in the background somewhere in one direction. You can see my house from here. <laughs> I also remember that from our commentary. <laughs> yeah, I probably did say that. <laughs> it's something I'd say. Right. Now, this, to me, was most one of the most remarkable moments of TV I think I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Was was this... Uh, and, of course, everybody's seen it. That's why they're listening to us. So. Yeah. But... You, Not you to be equaled until a Sherlock episode. You, you expect credits to roll at this point. You know, he's just kind of like, oh, okay, I'm here, I'm back, and whatever, and... 
you keep expecting and, the credits to roll any point, yeah. you know. And one more parallel back to the first episode. The whole circling panoramic shot that they used, and even the song they were using, mm. is the same thing they did when Sam woke up in 73. Very same style and song. Yeah, you think it's going to fade. End credits, <laughs> but no. Right there, that fade out, you expect credits to roll. Yeah. Heck, I expected that when they kind of did that, you know, the, 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 the shot of him standing on the roof. It's just awesome. I'm sorry, it's just... It's, I just got a shiver up his spine. It's like, or down it, whichever direction this... That doesn't look like the back of his head, and now it's just... Huh. <laughs> they just showed off. In another David Bowie song. <laughs> and you're thinking, now yeah, we saw him jump. What the? Yeah. Ooh. Port and lemon. Ooh. Ooh. I'll pay for the phone. <laughs> what do you mean, Connor <laughs> Come on, Ray. Again, Come look on. at the, 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 the parallel, like all the colors that we have in here. He's got a blue shirt on, she's got the red sweater. <laughs> she's not an enigmatic no she's in box <laughs> oh dear uh-huh. <laughs> oh. oh, me I'm, um, I'm not looking for anybody I'm <laughs> 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 not just a sex goddess I love Phyllis <laughs> You're running into you. <laughs> I met my love by the factory wall. <laughs> the old song.
finally. <laughs> and thank you, Ian, for not talking over that bit. <laughs> Get that one. <laughs> Uh, turn in the message off. <laughs> oh. oh, shut up. Don't see this. <laughs> <laughs> The camera's now all watch, over there. Watch <laughs> these children carefully, guys. Watch these children carefully. Yes. The very last shot. Ooh, that's oh, that's great. Oh, I love that. I mm. forgot about that bit. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. No, kidding. <laughs> was that the life support system being switched off? Uh, hmm. That and Sam switching the channel on the radio. Hmm. Uh, or us. It's us. Yeah. We're the ones in it. <laughs> I knew you guys were real. <laughs> oh, dear. Wow. Fade. And the end. Uh, wow. Um, just because I can and I will, and uh, I'm usually the one to talk the most, I'm going to go first because I just have to. Um, like I said, one of the best bits of TV I've seen in a long time. I remember right after watching that, going out and just standing in the living room, Emma welcome what? What's going on? Like... <laughs> And I couldn't really kind of talk. It was the oddest thing because you're used to being moved by you know bits of TV every now and then, and you know an emotional bit. Somebody's dying, or somebody wakes up from a coma, or, or something. You know, some emo thing that pulls you in your heartstrings. But not often does a piece of TV do something like this did. Um, you know, first of all, you know, depending on which way you analyze this, and there was a lot of analysis done after this episode. If you look at it from the point of view that he was in real life and decided to go back to the coma world, he committed suicide at the end of the episode, which is just a phenomenal decision to make um, from a writing and producing standpoint to have your main character do something, you know, that outlandish. Um, but just a completely bonkers episode that just pulls you in all sorts of directions. You you don't know what this whole Frank Morgan thing's about, and then they, they, they turn the tables on you, and you think that, oh, well, he really is here, and uh, everything else is a dream, and and there's Frank Morgan in the, in the, in the, the train tunnel. And, uh, yeah, it's just bonkers and balmy, you know. But... Uh, yeah, oh, it's it's hard to even um, say, but I've, I've I'm actually forgetting something, and and these guys have been uh, too polite to say anything. 
I haven't done the soundtrack listing. Good luck. <laughs> well, shows, I'm waiting show, for you. Shows how much you've been impressed by that ending. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm also waiting for you to attempt a certain last name. Uh, I'm not doing that. You already did it during the episode. so. <laughs> and I butchered it, too. Uh, you did a hell of a lot better than I would have. Anyway, uh, we had my my Kukachu from Elvin Stardust. Funeral for a Friend from Elton John. Decision in Decision from Atomic Rooster. Again, they love their Atomic Rooster on this show. Hmm. Uh, I Hope I Don't Fall in Love with You from Tom White's. Uh, Mott the Hoople with uh, One of the Boys. And of course, two tracks from David Bowie. Changes and Life on Mars. But yes, as I said, um, absolutely insane TV uh, that I you know, won't forget. And it's an odd thing to say that it is very difficult to watch this series again. And I, I did it the right way. I did it with these, these two guys. Um, because it's really something you really kind of want to share because you want to talk to somebody about it afterwards and say, oh, what do you think? Um, and it was a difficult thing with my wife because she hadn't watched it. And so I had nobody to tell anything to. Um, but it was great to, to, to go through the series with you guys and and be able to you know, share the, the ending again with, with, with everybody. Um, so yeah, I'm just I just feel like I'm rambling incoherently, but I'm hoping you will you will get what I mean. So uh, I'll turn it over to Mike. This was uh, well, of course this was the the last episode of the series, and just you going into into it, you expected one thing to happen, and then halfway through the episode, you got that that scene with Frank Morgan and Sam Tyler there at the at the graveyard, and you had the whole thing with story of Sam Tyler's apparent mission, the whole uh, operation there to remove Gene Hunt, and that's when everything started going, just going crazy. Just what was what was actually going on there? You, We expected some sort of, okay, the, the whole story is going to conclude, that this Frank Morgan character is going to, that what he's there to do is to somehow bring Sam back to the present. But it doesn't seem like that's what he's there for at all, that the, the entire season Sam was just misinterpreting things. And... Uh, we, the whole question was, what's going on here? And then we had the rest of the episode and how that played out. And yeah, as you were saying there, Ian, with that le- with that, that that scene there on the rooftop, it's just you expected it that that to be the end of the episode for Sam to remain in the present. And then, nope, <laughs> that's not how it ended. They went for that final uh, couple of scenes there. But, but yeah, as a conclusion to Life on Mars overall, it's in my mind it's 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 difficult to to pull this up because i started watching life on mars after the first series of uh, ashes to ashes had been, had been going on so i didn't i wasn't following it when it was on originally so i it, in my mind there the two shows are invariably linked so i can't think of the the, the the ending of life on mars without going into okay the story continues with three series of this other show and this this other character and you know gene and ray and Chris and the, all those characters return, but and we get the resolution there later on. But so it's difficult to. What's when, when I think of this last episode, I think, oh, the, the story goes on, and I'm, I can't put the, the end with this episode of Life on Mars. As we were mentioning there, whether or not the creators of the show had Ashes Ashes in mind and were planning to go along with this other character set in this this other setting in '83, 
to continue the story and finally resolve it the way they did. I don't know if they if they did or not. If they did, then they planted some some seeds for that story there with the with Sam mentioning uh, not by name, but he mentioned a, a another officer conducting an investigation on on Sam and on his mental mental case. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, as but as a conclusion to life on Mars, this was well done. That that those final ten minutes of this episode were just I love them. Just a great. Great conclusion to a great series, and we haven't really had anything like it since. So yeah, Dave, it's what we call it in the UK, TV gold. <laughs> uh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And one of the things that was 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 great for me. Uh, I mean, he's getting he's getting that close relationship with Annie, but he 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 can't pursue it yet. He wants that. He wants some resolution with her, but he can't offer her what she wants. So she's a very strong character. Um, the other, the other characters, they may seem in some ways slightly stereotypical now. In actual fact, they kept true all the way through both series. Uh, and the real thing that clinched this episode for me was that the disassociation that uh, the Sam Tyler characters felt. And that ambiguity all the way to we as the viewer feel it because I literally well first of all shocked out my brains when that uh, you know it had that lovely quiet moment uh, and then uh, the, he opened the door and that test guard girl comes at him you know jumped out of his seat but the point is that from then on you know we had basically um, this deconstruction really of what was happening we got the ambiguity with the chief who did indeed turn out to be the doctor that was operating on him. And the point was, his waking up from the coma, one would think, should have been the triumphant moment and, and not. But the whole point is we, like Sam, felt deflated. We felt as though he'd left his friends in peril. We felt that he'd returned to a Monday. It was as though you'd finished the weekend and you were back at work on Monday morning. And, you know, uh, he, he was seeing this as completely soulless, lifeless, no real connection with these people. And um, he goes up on the roof to clear his mind. Uh, now, you could argue, you could argue still that they're playing the, the medical card here when he cuts his finger in the boardroom there. Maybe it's the tumour that's affected his feeling on one side of his body, uh, and that is still part and parcel of his illness. But to um, to Sam, it reaffirms one uh, lasting truth to him. He only really felt alive in Gene's world with this group, and more so uh, with Annie and for that, he makes a choice. It makes a very spectacular, as you said, uh, an almost unbelievable, and I am going to make a corny statement here, an unbelievable leap of faith. But the whole point is, it didn't seem unbelievable to me watching it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm almost getting ready to get out of my chair and cheer him for doing it and having the strength of his convictions. And uh, then he comes in, and um, not just the fact that you know he saves the day, that was... That was not the point. The point was they were in peril. They were a team. He'd forged this very, very strong uh, life bond with these people. And to him, that was worth more to him than any life he might be leaving behind. Because remember, his old girlfriend 
we found from episode five or six, uh, the one with the record shop that she had left him. He made sure that she was born safely in the, into the world and not being, uh, you know, aborted. Uh, there were a few little things that he'd uh, uh, seen. He'd got a little bit more of an insight into his mother's younger life and and the fact that his father was a little bit of a, a wet lettuce, as it were. So really, all in all, it did two series, but it did two series well. Didn't go on for five series. I could have certainly, most certainly could have stood for a third series of this. But I think this was such a climax, such a, a life reaffirming final move on Sam's part that it was right that it stopped at that point. Uh, we now can believe him, you know, somewhere the tea is getting cold and uh, there are ventures and so on. And um, definitely, absolutely uh, marvellous. We're not going to make any references to uh, life on Mars, uh, uh, not life on Mars, oh, Ashes to Ashes at the moment. But there's no doubt that people who have seen Ashes to Ashes will see lots of other things within the uh, the rewatching of these. But we've tried to keep our comments uh, unspoilerish for that. That's me. Yeah, as Dave said, you know, um, if if this is uh, you've you've got to the end of this and you haven't watched Ashes to Ashes, uh, please do because sometime in the near future, we will probably be doing. Uh, we've actually we did a commentary on the, the last episode of Ashes to Ashes, uh, and we'll probably leave that as it is. I think uh, because that was a kind of in the moment. Um, as it happened, you know, right, basically right after we'd, we'd watched it for the first time. So we'd probably leave that one alone, but, uh, um, we do have uh, intentions of, uh, doing commentaries on that. And I, for one, am looking forward to doing ashes to ashes because it's done in the eighties and that's, that's full of music. I love, um, and it's just a, you know, a time I remember, um, rather than a, a time I remember seeing on TV, <laughs> So, yeah, um, thank you all for joining us on this journey. And uh, like I said before, it was it's good to be able to finally share Life on Mars with uh, you know, Dave and Mike and with all of you guys, too, and to be able to talk about it and, and enjoy it with the whole crowd. So, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us on this and uh, stay tuned for more Colton Collective commentaries. And please forgive us our odd silences. Those were moments when we were hopingly restraining ourselves and what was going on on screen would have, uh, well, it was all there uh, in the eyes, behind the eyes. Uh, we must just say one word about the acting all the way through. Not a bad, not a bad performance, I don't think, anywhere. No, no, all, all just splendid. Like Dave said, you know, this is what you call TV gold. Uh, this is a... a, a yeah, I mean, we could have had, you know, three, four, five series because the characters are also enjoyable, but it's one of those lovely things where they can do two series of something, whether it was under their control or not, then, you know, being able to only do two, they made it work and they made it something wonderful. And yeah, you get all this, all this goodness just compressed into two, uh, two small series. So any last words there, Mike? Uh, just that if you if you like the, the the characters from Life on Mars and you haven't seen Ashes to Ashes, then go ahead and see it. It's a it continues the story with another character and it does it well. And just the other thing that it was because I remember as I, I mentioned that I 
didn't see Life on Mars when it was on originally. I caught it after the fact, after this first series of Ashes to Ashes was over, and actually it was back during the CIA days, the Cult of an Audio days, that we were talking about it, that Ian and Dave were talking about the show, and I was thinking, that sounds real, it sounds like a really good show, and I think Romana 2 is also talking about it too, and I started thinking, what is this show they're talking about? And, you know, that you, Life on Mars had John Sim, and it was around that time that we had uh, the, the end of series three of Doctor Who, uh, less, less of the Time Lords and Sound of Drums and John Sim being the master. And I thought, hmm, what is this? So I went back, watched Life on Mars, and completely enjoyed it. One of my favorite series from the past decade, definitely, easily. Yeah. Enjoyed it all the way through. Alrighty. Well, yeah, time to close up uh, shop on this one. Uh, we've uh, put the last stitches in, and he's all good to go. He's patched up, and... Uh, Ready to go off into whatever the real world is. <laughs> so, until our next commentary series, it's goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. It's goodbye from Dave AC. And it's goodbye from Ian, a sixth doctor. Goodbye, everybody. Now, lads, roof or pub? Pub. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.